Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. I have always been a big fan of the band The Doors, and I really wish we had a budget to play the song Break On Through for you, but we do not. Do you know it? It came out in 1967, and it's probably still in regular rotation at the classic rock station in your area. The song is about breaking through barriers. The Doors were big on opening your mind to new ways of thinking and perceiving the universe we live in. Today, we're going to join them and Aldous Huxley by opening the doors of perception. But we won't be using any psychedelics. We're going to be using yoga. Yoga is all about having the mind stop and having those sensory things come to a halt so that what you're left with is the fundamental consciousness. We'll get into that a little deeper in a minute. Alan Oliver is the author of Thinking on the Other Side of Zero, Part 1, an intuitive philosophy of mind, memory, and reality. He is also a healer, and he says mind, or consciousness, exists beyond our body. In fact, he says it exists beyond our lifetime. And the best way to get in touch with our fundamental consciousness is quieting the mind. In yoga, they say there are two ways to get into that state, and one is with meditation and teaching with a teacher. The other way is to have been born that way. Alan is one of those people who were born that way. But for the rest of us, we most likely need an instructor to help us understand how to turn off that inner chatter in our mind and understand what is zero and what is on the other side of zero. The physical body is on this side of zero. The other side of zero is fundamental consciousness and you can access that after a lot of meditation and quietness and hopefully with an accredited teacher. Alan found himself motivated to understand why he was so different from his family, who thought his abilities were strange. A friend asked me to help one of her friends who'd had a fracture of the tibia. So I went and met this young woman and and I focused on her leg. I just had a sense that the fracture site was all black and murky. And I thought I would like to um, shine a bit of brightness in there, maybe sunlight or something lovely and bright like that. And I had asked her to sit there with her eyes closed and I would have my eyes closed. And I thought now I, I should ask her to open her eyes, but when I opened mine, her eyes were already open and she was wanting to tell me what she just saw happen. She said, you put all this bright golden light on the lick on the side and uh, now it's not dark anymore. Anyway, I described that in the first part of the book and, and other things like that. So he went on a journey and his journey is detailed in his book, where he tells a number of stories and makes a very interesting point. There will always be answers to your questions if you let the questions provide the answers. Did you need me to say that again? There will always be answers to your questions if you let the questions provide the answers. Because our consciousness that we experience is outside of the body, it's all the same consciousness and that level of consciousness is part of who we are. It's just that 
we don't access it very much because we've been brought up to be individual people and that starts from even before you're born yep you heard him right consciousness begins before you are born I know, that is some pretty deep stuff, but one thing I've learned is that there is a lot going on out there, and just when you think you know how it all works, you find out that maybe you don't know so much after all. So if I have this right, you are an individual. The individual is local, earthbound, living in the moment, listening to this podcast. But that is separate from your fundamental consciousness, which exists beyond the physical. At conception, the embryo is a part of the mother's body because it is connected to her blood supply and that takes the excrement from the embryo as well and just manages it in the mother's body and you don't start to become an individual until after the umbilical cord is cut and from that point you're given a name you're part of a family and you gradually learn to become the individual. And because of that, that separates us, as I explain in the yoga, with the yoga diagram, it separates us to that individual and our senses reinforce that individuality. And so yoga is all about having the mind stop and having those sensory things come to a halt so that what you're left with is the fundamental consciousness. You know, until now, I have never taken a yoga class, mostly because my body is too stiff to sit on the floor. But I also just learned that you can perform yoga poses standing or sitting. You can also do them with or without shoes. It's all about whatever makes you comfortable so that you can get in touch with your fundamental consciousness. I mentioned earlier that Alan has a number of stories to share, and while he is quick to point out that he doesn't know exactly what is happening, the reality is something is definitely happening. Listen as he talks about his first healing experience. I'd started taking an evening class once a week about the Yoga Sutras and the teacher had obviously recognized I was in that state. One evening he said, I would like you to talk to this young lady who's got a problem and I've assured her that you can help her. I turned up at her flat and she said, I've got this mentally disturbed cat. It's a stray. We've had it for over a year. You can't hold it for more than about a minute. It doesn't meow, it snarls. (laughs) And the other thing that makes us feel it's had a serious trauma is that it hasn't washed itself in the year that we've had it. And she dropped this smelly cat on my lap. And I, I thought, what do I do? I just put my hand on its head and it went to sleep. And immediately I had violent flashing lights everywhere, a bit like multiple migraine attacks. And um, so I thought, well, I'll just sit here and see what happens. And after quite some time, the flashing lights stopped and I had the sense of walking through a garden 
where all the plants were very big and there was no green, no blue, things like that. It was mainly just browns, reds, yellows. And I realised I was seeing through the cat's eye viewpoint. As soon as I realised that, the garden changed to the colour scheme that I would normally expect to see. And as I just watched this walk through the garden, I realised that this felt very comfortable. It must be a garden that the cat was familiar with. And so I thought, well, we'll just let the cat stay in the garden and see what happens. And um, it just prowled around the garden. That, that was probably about 20 minutes. And then I knew that the cat was going to wake up. And then the cat woke up and started to wash itself. Both the lady and I were quite amazed by that. And um, so I thought, Lord, how do I get out of here? I don't want to get into a conversation about this because I don't know what happened. So we had a bit of coffee, reflected for a moment, and that opened up the door to a whole new series of healing events. Alan moved way beyond cats, and his journey of discovery is outlined in his new book, Thinking on the Other Side of Zero, Part 1, an intuitive philosophy of mind, memory, and reality. If you like it, there's also a Part 2, and it's available wherever you like to buy books. There are links in the show's description, of course. Or you can just head over to Amazon, Walmart, Xlibris, and many others. And that will do it for this existential edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com. 